welcome back to the <laughs> 2 a.m. number 63. Se- Did you just make that up? Yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I believe it's 60 yeah, trace? 63. Yeah, 63. 63. If I remember correctly, if my Spanish hasn't failed me yet. Have you pulled up our notes, Jamie? No, I haven't pulled up the notes. I don't why? know if I even got a link to the notes. Pretty Thank shit, you very much, Jamie. you guys. Bro, I thought you were Greek, dog. Why would you need notes? Go to the 2 a.m. email. This should be your belief at this point. Something that you know, like the back of your dick, you know? <laughs> is that a wow. cherry Pepsi? It is. Of course it is, dude. Um, Where the fuck did you find that ancient? Hey, you know what? I'm going to be honest, though. The cherry flavors of sodas, even though I'm not a big soda guy. They reign supreme. They are really good. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the immense amount of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the Mount Everest of sugar in a can. Oh, yeah. Would I love you say that uh, you're addicted to cherry Pepsi? Could you say no? That not addicted. addicted to... Isn't that what every addict says? No. I don't, I don't know. What does every addict say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, actually, maybe so. Maybe that is what every addict says yeah. because they haven't reached the, uh, what is it, the first stage of acceptance. Oh, no. They haven't listened to what episode 63 of the 2AM podcast. Oh, yeah. You're oh, right. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could all learn a little something about addiction today. That's for damn sure. <laughs> this is a serious topic. Is it? We're going to infuse some comedy, of course. We're going to try. But addiction is today's topic. Well, mm. right off the bat, I'm addicted to video games. <laughs> just I have lists been, like... <laughs> like, I didn't even know this was a fucking intervention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it's not an intervention, you I just want to talk addicted. about yourself. I'm addicted to... <laughs> Zelda and Link, dude. I, I just, the not even the games. I'm, I'm just I'm, addicted to them. I'm addicted to cinematography. Oh, it's a brain disease. <laughs> cinematography? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to unsee things. All I do is see. <laughs> That's what cinematography is. Now I'm curious. <laughs> Seeing things. What are your own personal definitions of addiction? I'm very. I'm a curious man. Your own definition? Yeah. Just one sentence, if you can make it. Uh, short like that. Do you, do you know yours? <laughs> it's a dependency that's built up over time due to the overuse of a specific drug. Okay. I, I think it's the re- repetitiveness of things that you have done in a subsequential pattern. Mm-hmm. Day to day, becomes it's something that becomes a part of your life without. You being conscious of it, like you just kind of like, oh, I'm stressed out, so I'm just gonna have a cigarette. I mean, most people have yeah, the right idea about what, a, what addiction is. I was just curious as to what your yeah, personal definitions uh, are. Pretty much it. Um, what about yours, Mister? The hell? The hell? What would be my my definition? Look at Mister Philosopher over here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just have to close my eyes and meditate. Hold on, hold on. Um, well, based on my research, I would classify addiction as um, an attempt to escape from trauma and suffering. Um, okay. That's a uh, good definition, I would say. <laughs> Exceptionally different. <laughs> We like to be different over here at the 2AM podcast. I'm going to be completely honest. I was so tuned into what we were doing. I did not listen to a word you just said. <laughs> Fuck you, man. 
Guess I got to go back and rewatch. Got to listen to the expert, episode dude. sixty-three. So, so there are two. We'll say two philosophies on addiction. Mm-hmm. The conventional one, uh, the Western medicine one, perceives it as a brain disease. Uh, so they look at it purely from, I guess you can say, a mechanical slash biochemistry point of view. Okay. Uh, so basically, you take a drug. The drug, in a sense, has chemical hooks that make you addicted to the drug. Mm-hmm. But there's another, uh, there's another philosophy where, and, and I call this the, it's much more than that definition. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that's that's just like uh, that's very basic. That's a basic like. Yeah, it's like okay, they're taking into account your brain and the the power of the drug, but they're not taking into account all these other things that are important. Yeah. Um. So as a bit of context, that it's much more than that definition mm-hmm. comes from an expert on addiction, stress, and childhood development, and he's very famous. You gonna say his name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's getting there. Uh, Dr. Gabor Mate. Now, I'm not sure where he's from specifically or where he was well, born. But all we well, know is that I'm here. he doesn't like that glossy shit. He likes that Mate shit. He likes that Mate stuff. All, all, we know mate is, all we, we know, know how he orders his cars. Yeah. We know that he's addicted to some Yerba Mate. That's yeah. for sure. But uh, what about the food? So basically, he's made addiction his life's work. Um, so studying it, basically. Yeah, studying it, uh, he's worked in Vancouver, Vancouver's downtown east side with mm. a lot of patients, uh, hardcore drug addiction, HIV patients, all that. Um, palliative care, he's done that for over 20 years. And basically everybody, everybody wants this guy to speak on addiction because he keeps up with the research and he has the most evolved point of view, yeah. so to speak. <clears throat> Could you go down a bit more? Yeah, of course. But what's interesting about his perspective is that he thinks that the brain disease model is too narrow. Uh, in other words, uh, it doesn't encompass the full experience of addiction. So, for example, it doesn't take into account childhood trauma. Yeah. It doesn't take into account loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can see how it's narrowed down to brain activity. That's it. Yeah, and it's it's complete bullshit that it's just brain activity. Yeah. Well... I think that it's much more than that definition <laughs> is kind of like the, well, no, duh answer. Yeah. Like, obviously, just a normal, healthy person isn't going to be like, you know what? Heroin's really sounding good today. Like, yeah. let's go down that route. Let's or like, you know, heroin. Xanax, I'm just, I'm feeling it. You know, it's, most people aren't just going to be like that. There's yeah. usually something else that's causing you to, you know, fall into that pattern yeah. or there's, align with something like that. There's but. no cracking open a cold heroin that day, you know, like. You know what? This sounds like a great night for cracking open a, a cold crack with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> a cold crack. Cold with the methamphetamine boys. with the boys. Mm. <laughs> what? what? I, I guess we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, but there, there's actually uh, there's a, a good example for this, mm-hmm. and that is the Vietnam War. Yeah, that's very a that's lot, very good one. A lot of the soldiers in Vietnam resorted to. Do you know what's was it methamphetamine specifically? Um, it was heroin, dude. Heroin? Yeah, it was heroin. They were addicted on heroin. Or they used heroin a lot yeah, during the war. Let's be real; it was a lot of things. Yeah, it was, it was probably a lot, lot of things. Of different drugs. Yeah, but uh, it was a high percentage actually. I think it was ninety-five percent that came back were heroin addicts, technically, because of. Well, the, actually, I need a double. That's check according that. to the the chemical hooking that you were talking yes. about. Yes. So of course you're in the middle of a jungle that you don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. You're close to death. You're killing people. 
it's a terrible shit show of a situation. Yeah. Of course, you're going to resort to heroin or whatever drug you have at your disposal. Yeah. The crazy thing is that once they got back home, mm -hmm. the majority of them easily put it down, didn't have withdrawal symptoms, and just went about their normal lives. Yeah. So now the, the theory of saying that um, like chemical hooks is what gets you addicted, it's just purely chemicals, I think was proven wrong after the war. If that was the case, because, then everyone would be addicted to something. Yeah, like because, I mean, after the war, I told you it was a high percentage. I think it was 90 or 95% of everyone that came back home was mm -hmm. scot-free. Yeah. You know? Yesterday, they did heroin, but not today. They just didn't want to do it. Completely fine. Mm. Um, now, I uh, forgot who the... Was it a doc, Dr. Matei? I think it was Dr. Matei. Yeah. Okay, I don't, I don't remember if it was Dr. Mate, but um, after the Vietnam War, they dis they didn't they introduce a new, um, it was kind of like a new name for, instead of chemical hooking, they called it bonding. Bonding? Yeah. They called the term bonding, and bonding is what, is something that we all strive as human beings to have, right? It's a, some sort of bond. So the people mm -hmm. that were, had successful bonds, or... Um, like a, a great home, something to look forward to, a great job. Oh, okay. I get things you. like that. Yeah. Um, turns out that chemicals really didn't matter as much. So, th therefore, they're not technically addicted. Yeah. If you have your fucking if you have life your life together, together yeah. You know, just you like you mentioned. Something to look forward to. There's not really, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure the chemicals are still in there. Mm hmm. I mean, <laughs> and by the way, just because we were talking about it earlier i did google it the yeah. drugs of choice in vietnam according to a report by the department of defense 51 percent of the armed forces had tried or at least smoked marijuana once 31 percent had used psychedelics such as lsd mescaline or psilocybin and 28 percent had done hard drugs such as cocaine or heroin damn so it turns out hmm. weed of all of them was the drug of choice over in yeah. vietnam Interesting. Which is nice, I guess. Yeah, I thought it was way more for uh, the hard yeah, drugs. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a lot more for the hard drugs, for well, sure. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense for the time. Like, <laughs> Vietnam, mm -hmm. you know, what was happening back at home. Yeah. Woodstock. Back at home. Bunch of the hippie shit was yeah. going on. That's you know, true. A lot of those eras. Yeah. Like, uh, Can you go down a bit, sir? What year was the Vietnam War? Was it 60... 60s bleeding into the 70s? Yeah, that's what it was, guess. right? I could double check on that for you if you'd like, but... <laughs> This is a whole bunch of moments. I'm acting like I butt. filled fucking history here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. We have our, his, our yeah. resident historian for the stew, Saeed. What year was Nam? When was Vietnam like? <laughs> 60? 70? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's around there. I'm, not even, I'm referencing that 70s show. I'm not even... <laughs> it's not even real history. Every time we have a history question, I'm just going to cut to you. Yeah. Uh, uh. So, here's, so here's Dr. Gabor Mate. Mm-hmm. And his, this is basically what, what he believes, based off of his experience and research. Yeah. Um, so he believes that it all comes down to childhood addiction, emotional loss in childhood, or experiences of abuse. And I mean, of course, that's not a shocker. No, that just, it's like the no-duh answer. Yeah. It's like, the no-duh answer, like, but, expect? but at the same time, it's like, it's so deep inside of you, it's so subconscious, that it takes a lot of work to get to that understanding. But I mean, like, how did people just not assume that? 
It's like, oh, you had a rough childhood, therefore you're probably going to be more susceptible to doing bad things. It is common or, sense. Or what's yeah. perceived as bad things. How about that? Yeah, I mean, stupid people don't. I mean, if you were treated like shit as a kid mm-hmm. by your dad, and that, I mean, the odds of you being an abusive parent are pretty high. Yeah. Passing it on to the next generation, which keeps the cycle going, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't the same logic apply to drugs or drug yeah. use? It's very true. I mean, you didn't use them as a child, but what are drugs known to be used for primarily? Mm-hmm. AIDS. Crutches, not AIDS like HIV, but yeah, like, like aiding. something to assist you <laughs> yeah, yeah. rather through a hard time. And it's <laughs> when we get to um, attached to them, that's when the problems start to arise. Mm-hmm. I've seemed to notice. Yeah, if anything, we it, most people use the drug to numb pain. Yeah, yeah, to numb suffering. or to try to forget about it rather than yeah. dealing yeah. with it. Because if you think about it, we've um, I'm pretty sure anyone that's had a hospital visit where it's more than one night or like you've gone through surgery or something like that, we've all had. Um, Pretty hard drugs being just processed into us, dude. Do you re- like methamphetamines, bro? Oh, diamorphine is Di- what they use in hospitals. Yeah, have you ever... which is isn't that it's a heroin? It's the it? purest form of heroin you could find. There you go. Have you ever been put under before, like for a surgery or something like that? No. Um, I remember when I got put under for my molars getting taken out. Mm-hmm. My doctor didn't do the count backwards from ten thing. He bamboozled uh, me. <laughs> no <laughs> way. He caught me off guard, and he was uh he put the mask on. And he was just asking me questions, mm-hmm. like casually. He's like, all right, just remember, breathe in as you would normally. And um, so how's school treating you? And I'm like, oh, school's going all right, you know? And I'm like, this ain't shit. Yeah. Like, this ain't going to put me on. This ain't going to do anything to me. Yeah. And he's like, so how's school? I'm like, school's going all right. And he's like, you still playing this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm still on the team. <laughs> and the next thing I remember, yeah. it was like the lights turned off and then the lights turned on and I was in my bedroom. Damn. Do you remember yeah. your consciousness like fading? Nope. Because it was lights out. It was like you were not alive anymore or that awake. That is insane. When I got my wisdom teeth removed, um, they gave me nitrous oxide, which is laughing gas. And that was weird because it gives you like a sensation where you can, like your entire environment almost like gets sucks out of, I don't know, it's weird. It's like you're getting sucked into a black hole and then you wake up the yeah. next thing. Well, the weird on. part about anesthesia is it's not about removing the pain it's just making you forget that it even happened yeah mm-hmm. so it's like yeah i lost consciousness but it's so i couldn't remember mm. that horrific experience <laughs> that i just yeah. went through of getting teeth ripped out of my mouth and like, <laughs> fucking zade <laughs> just like that laugh from a uh, war dogs jonah what is it uh jonah jonah hill is it jonah hill or more dogs right yeah right He's yeah. like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Sorry, I watched it the other day. Yeah, yeah, no, Just I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's a good movie. It's yeah. on HBO. Oh, damn. 10 out of 10, I'm you down, should watch down. it. Now, if you actually go down a bit, there's yeah, an interesting interesting subtopic here, which is... Um, Aha! Rat studies! But more specifically... The Rat Park studies. Tell us about it, Zaid. So basically... Um, before a certain period of, I believe before the 1970s, uh, a lot of scientists did experiments on rats. Mm-hmm. I assume they have similar genetics to us, which is why they choose them or something like that. Yeah. But they would put them in these dinky ass little cages. And here specifically, they would run tests on addiction specifically to see you know how they respond and all that other, other jazz. And shockingly, if you put a rat in a little shit like 
basically cage with yeah. nothing to do. Yeah, like a birdcage, a tiny one. No friends. Of course it's going to resort to like heroin or cocaine or... Yeah, so the, initially the test that was performed was that they had one feeder that had pure water. The other one had water infused with heroin. And what do you think would happen after a month? You would drink the water and then go to the heroin. Mm-hmm. The next day, he would skip the water and go to the heroin. And then it would just be heroin, 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 heroin. Right? And then eventually it OD'd and killed itself. But there's a second side to the story, which I don't know if you were trying to yeah. get to. Yeah, he was trying um, to get to it, but that was the initial like experiment that they... Yeah, it's a boring cage. There's literally nothing mm-hmm. except two water, two water feeders. But one just has a little bit of heroin in it. The other one's clean. Yeah. And then what's the second half? So a Canadian psychologist, Dr. Bruce K. Alexander, um, thought about this, and he was like, "This doesn't make sense." Of course, he had a hunch, a mm-hmm. hypothesis. Of course, they would become addicted. They don't have anything to do. Uh, no friends. No no mates. Whatever. So he basically came up with this experiment which was let's put rats in the equivalent of a of a rat amusement park let's give give them a lot of mates a lot of friends (laughs) what's his face lots of wheels to run on i forgot who the guy's name was but he called it the 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 heaven for rats it's like the rat disneyland Yeah. yeah yeah and what do you know the rats did not resort to any of the hard drugs that were given yeah no one overdosed they were having fun in fact they were having sex they had all of their basic friends. needs were met. Yeah. And then some. Like, and then they, some, yeah. Yeah, then they had all the fun stuff that they could do on top of that. Yeah. So then, the, what did scientists say? What the hell? That last experiment was <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah like, <laughs> it's like we learned nothing from yeah. the previous one. <laughs> Straight up. Which from a certain sense, like you have to th- technically throw out all the other studies be- done before the 70s, right? Because that's a big variable. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe there's brain studies that were conducted where they're like all right are there actual receptors on what picks up the chemicals what it latches on to mm-hmm. i don't know if that was done in the 70s but if it was i mean that's still research why would you throw that out the window yeah that's yeah, just me being Understand, understanding how your body works you know how it works with <clears throat> the drug or better yet how the drug takes a hold of you yeah is all important information and so what's what's the grand lesson to come out of out of that experimentation basically is that once you live a whole happy life with things to look forward to and you're you have you meet your social needs mm-hmm. your personal needs and everything else and the bonding and everything you really don't resort to it that means that the, that it basically saying that it doesn't lean on chemical hooking no it's a very small percentage of yeah it's a very small percentage cuz chemicals still do things but the, at the end of the day it's just your, you your environment please. your environment yeah, probably ninety percent of the role, which is like he which said, crazy. common fucking sense. Yeah, so think about it. Like, <laughs> why do we always get told like you know, be around people that are like you or have the same goals, right? It becomes a circle jerk of success, <laughs> straight up. Does it not? You know, no. Nah, everyone's kind of like influencing each other, motivation, kind of that kind of stuff. But circle jerk of cir- success. Yeah. I'm surprised I mean, nobody's called their mastermind your, that. Your friend group. <laughs> Yeah. Circle success. <laughs> my friend group <clears throat> now i don't know are you trying to move on because there's something i wanted to mention go ahead mention yeah uh it was another rat study and it's actually something that you would enjoy a lot zade <laughs> it's the study on how addictive sugar is yes for humans i, I have had firsthand experience about uh-huh. saeed's uh, having firsthand experience right now mm. hold on and Dopamine. on this segment of is it crack or <laughs> sugar <laughs> dun, 
dun, dun. No, I'm kidding. Go. So these <laughs> mice were also put into a very bland cage. It mm. really wasn't anything to do, but that's fine because they weren't living in there long term, right? Yeah. So they got these rats before they even dropped them into the cage addicted to a mixture of water and cocaine. So they have cocaine addicted rats. So already. Already. Okay. Before they even drop them in the second cage. Yeah. Then they drop them in the second cage. On the side that they drop them in on, more water and cocaine. Sweet. However, there's a little sampler that they dropped in there, a little bit of extra water, which was a mixture of sugar and water. Hmm. So once the rats got a taste of that, and they understood like what to smell for, they put another water container on the other side of the cage. Yeah. Here's the kicker. On the floor, crossing the cage, is a whole grid of electrical um, shocks, or like mm -hmm. shockers. So they have to walk across an electrified surface in order to reach the sugar water. Jesus. They got the cocaine water right here. Yeah. Right next to them. And they don't have to get hurt to go get the sugar water. But of almost every rat they tested, they would be willing to take those shocks to avoid the thing that they were already addicted to to go towards the sugar water. Dang. That makes sense to me, though. Sugar being that addictive? Yeah, because sugar it's... Sugar is very addictive. From an evol evolutionary perspective, it was like... It was very sought after. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember this. I was watching this documentary, and it was like... Back in our early years, before we had... Um, before we had consistent farming, so when we were hunter-gatherers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The average amount of sugar a human being would eat every year was anywhere from two to three grams. Two to three grams? Yeah. Holy shit. Damn. And look at one soda can now. Yeah. 48 grams. It's like multiple pounds of sugar every year. That's fucking insane. Also, like, for example, if they, if they want honey, they have yeah. to go through some danger to get oh, it. Oh, yeah. You could legitimately die doing that easily. Yeah. Or you could fall off the date tree or whatever the fuck and you want. And fruit is usually very rare. Yeah. So. You don't get dates everywhere. You don't get high-sugared fruits everywhere. Yeah. That's true. A lot of it is seasonal, too. So does that mean sugar is more... Does it have the same impact on the brain as cocaine? It doesn't act in a similar sense where you don't get, like, that crazy, crazy rush of cocaine. It doesn't hit as hard. It's actually broken down a little bit in comparison in Wait, terms of its severity. Is that true? Or so have we just built a tolerance? Addiction. What's up? Uh -huh. Is that true? Or have we just built a tolerance? What do you mean a tolerant? Like, to sugar. evolutionarily, we've built a tolerance? We don't have a tolerance for it. If we had a tolerance for it, we wouldn't all be super obese. No, but I'm saying that crazy, crazy rush that you got. <clears throat> from cocaine? Or sugar? No, from sugar. You know, you know how what you're saying that? What do you mean by tolerance, you get a I'm saying that... <sighs> Forget it, dude. <laughs> I'm just. No, I want to step no, into no, your No, you're mind. saying that... No, I uh, think Because he I'm mentioned that, he's, that he, he's like, it's like cocaine... Similar effect, but you don't get a crazy, crazy rush. Like co cocaine is a more intense version of, of the high, I assume. Yeah, yeah. And there's more that comes with cocaine. Mm -hmm. Like there is more of an amphetamine base, especially from the coca leaf. It's not an amphetamine outright, but it does pep you up a little bit. Yeah. While sugar, it just makes you feel good. It has more of a subtle effect. Exactly. Uh -huh. Just floods your brains. So sugar's like the CBD of like. No, it floods your brain with cocaine. like feel good chemicals. I, I would not compare okay, sugar okay, with you. CBD. What the hell? No, those dude. are two very different things. Yeah, but no. that's an interesting study. Yeah. When was that done? I 
not too I actually you know let me google that that's a good question but if you want to keep going oh father google <laughs> father googs so th this gets into territory that I'm I'm passionate about um <clears throat> from a societal perspective what do we do uh, now this is this might be very controversial for the majority of people because they don't have the information at hand. Yeah. But I'm an advocate of decriminalizing all drugs. From marijuana to the hardcore opiates that uh, you find on the streets. I feel like drugs are yeah. classified as drugs for a reason. So like as long as we have some drugs, that's fine. But I don't think we could we should decriminalize. I think no, all no, no, drugs. No, state your argument and I'm, then let's see because some people have different meanings of this and some of yeah. them I'm like I can understand that and yeah. then other ones I'm like you just you want everybody to do all the drugs yeah. I'm going so to make some important distinctions here okay. alright well Please let's hear do. the important distinction <laughs> before we extinction decriminalize <laughs> decriminalizing is not the same as legalizing so when we say decriminalize that means if you have possession if you have possession of small amounts of whatever drug yeah you're not going to be thrown into jail for it yeah unless you're a distributor of some sort which you obviously well, yeah you're dealing with well that's why you said a small amount yeah yeah because obviously gotcha. if you're caught with like pounds of whatever it is yeah you're going to go to jail for conspiracy to distribute and we have evidence that this works because portugal did it in in the year 2000 yeah portugal didn't they decriminalize everything yeah all, all drugs, drugs. Thought, did they yeah. decriminalize i thought they legalized no, decriminalize, because legalize is different. Yeah, I understand. They legalize a lot of drugs, but not all drugs. Okay. Yeah. So basically, if you get caught, you get a citation. Only a citation, probably like a $50 fine. I don't know. Um, but repeat offenders, this is the important part, are pre prescribed treatment. So that ranges from a whole bunch of other things. But mm -hmm. essentially, the state or the country focuses on rehabilitation instead of throwing these people in jail, mm -hmm. which only makes things worse. And so what were the results of the policy change? For example, rate of new HIV infections fell precipitously since 2001, mm -hmm. a year after it was stated, um, declining from 1,016 cases to only 56 in 2012. That's an enormous loss. Okay, yeah. maybe... Like a huge drop. Maybe it's a coincidence, right? Overdose deaths decreased from 80 the year the decriminalization was enacted to only 16 in 2012. And um, it says their drug-induced death rate, three per million, or yeah, three per million residents, is more than five times lower than the EU's, European Union's, average of 17.3. It kind of follows the laws of human nature, if you really look at it. Like, the laws changing, kind of. How so? Like, decriminalizing and all that stuff. So, for example, if, if I had something that was forbidden to me, Kind of more curious to try it now. That's a good point. It's a very good it's point. The, it's the Adam and Eve, uh, or what yeah. is it, the Adam and Eve hypothesis? It's the uh, more forbidden the fruit, the sweeter mm -hmm. the taste or something yeah. like that. It's like, it's like that kind of thing, dude. It's kind of like back in high school when a lot of things were illegal. <laughs> and it's just like something about it was just so intriguing. Because it's just, you know that you have to be in a certain spot away from... A lot of people. Um, you got to do it on your own time in secret. You know, mm -hmm. it's like kind of that kind of stuff. And I knew communities and groups of people that did that. And the way they did it, they handled it with such care that it was just like going out of your way just to do that drug was just, it took so much time and effort. And it was just for, for some reason, 
had much more of an impact for joy and mm-hmm. i don't know people, sure just, people just want to be rebellious too yeah but think about it didn't no, um, fuck you. since the legalization of marijuana in california uh-huh. ha- haven't like crimes dropped a little bit i would have to numbers check have dropped I, I don't know specifically i think the last time i checked it was it was but i haven't checked in over a year but um but you know going back to common sense are the number one thing we mentioned on this podcast mm-hmm. probably out of anything else how about we not throw drug addicts who are trying to escape from their pain by using a substance in jail and just making everything worse yeah like what happened to rehab or yeah what happened to making people healthier yeah not no, just no. fucking letting them I rot hate that man and like the whole shaming shit where it's just like you basically try to humiliate them and embarrass them and just criminalize them as fuck and treat them in the worst way possible. Yeah, dehumanize them. Yeah. It's fucking gross. That's, that's messed up. It's disgusting. It's like, why would you put someone like that on the same level as, like, a pedophile? You know what I mean? It's just kind of like they're both dehumanized now. Yeah. I, I get your point. It's really, it is messed up. I, also, it's funny because the people who, who usually, like, dehumanize the, the hardcore drug addicts mm-hmm. are the ones addicted to nicotine, coffee... We're all addicted to something. Drugs that we accept. Yeah. Yeah. Alcohol, a whole bunch of other stuff. Porn. It's so funny. Dude, porn addiction is real, and a lot of people... That is real. ...do not acknowledge that. People are like, no. It's just entertainment. No, it's not. It's entertainment that I do (laughs) 24-7. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid. Oh, my God. That is a whole other topic, but... And also, you get into the subject of, like, okay, the prison industrial complex... Yeah, that's a big problem. Private a, prisons are earning, they earn more money per prisoner that they put into their jail cells. Yeah. Like they're quite literally incentivized to get people thrown into jail, mm-hmm. which causes lobbyists to go out and create more strict laws on these drugs or whatever area that they're trying to focus on. And like, are you creates a whole bunch of other me? problems, <laughs> like especially with like, you know, racial targeting and yeah. stuff like that within communities. Whole bunch of problems like that. And I Googled, um, the crime dropping in California, according to the Economic Journal, violent crime fell by 15% in California. But mm. drug-related crimes really haven't fallen that much. So it's Because uh, it's estimated that yeah, 60% yeah. of the nation's marijuana is grown. And by the way, this is from The Atlantic. Wow. I'm getting this information from. The majority of the... Um, weed for the united states is grown in california some estimate more than 60 percent damn so it's just observational they can't really link it to legalizing it right drug crimes not changing or drug crimes haven't changed but anything could be could cause the the lowering of the rate of the crime crime rate whatever i think Uh, day-to-day crimes yeah that could be a lot of things but i'm not sure yeah i would have to do more research into that but that's like checking, you know, logistics yeah. from government oh, websites. Oh, I remember and... the um, the statistics I was seeing. It was domestic violence, domestic abuse, that kind of stuff has fallen drastically. I thought it went. I thought it skyrocketed due to COVID. It skyrocketed due to COVID, but before COVID, that was the last time I kind of checked. Because I don't know. I mean, I was how often curious. are you checking domestic abuse? No, I was. Just, yeah, I mean, I was just kind of curious because I know people in the field too that like deal with a lot of that kind of stuff, especially mm-hmm. with children. So it's kind of like, um, I was just kind of curious, but yeah, dude, ever since legalization, uh, I feel like households have become more chill. Does that make sense? Percentage wise, of course. I don't know. 
but COVID threw a COVID, monkey yeah, wrench really, right yeah. in the middle of that gear. Yeah, bro. For sure. A lot of people want to get divorces now. It's crazy. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. <laughs> I haven't sat with her like this all my life. Yeah. Why'd you marry her then, bitch? Because they're both busy. We have an epidemic of people who are like, I think I'd like to marry her. <laughs> yeah. Let me or make an the largest decision of my life. What was the happiest moment you two shared together? If you have to take a pause for that. Yeah. Are you sure about that one, She? <laughs> no, nah, my initial. Wait, let me think about it. <laughs> my initial answer would probably be like, mm, which of the four times? Hmm. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. there's like three or four, I could say. They're yeah. all pretty equal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's it's very easy to argue against people who are essentially against this this plan yeah. of decriminalizing. You got to further explain it. That's it's it's counterintuitive. Why. Like it sounds like okay, people are going to use more drugs, but it's not the reality. Yeah. Because de decriminalize does sound like it legalize. Well, in order to decriminalize drugs in the United States, right? This was always something that I thought about because it's realistic and in order to do such a big shift like that, the way we approach healthcare has to drastically oh, yeah. change. Yeah. yeah, people forget about that. Like the entire healthcare system would need to change. Yeah, because we would have to take a huge account into people that are on drugs and want to get better. Or better yet, you know, we're trying to. Yeah, essentially, the government's forcing you to be a better person, I, which is a good thing. I think it was Canada that was doing, um, basically, people that that were off, that were on the streets, that were addicted to so, to any sort of drug. Mm -hmm. They would send them to rehab, and um, that was all paid for. Uh, by the government, right? Because they want to fix their streets. They want they want to fix people, you know, which is a great society. But um, what they used to do was they used to um, make them resumes and then be like, "Look, listen, we're ready to set you up with a life mm -hmm. if you're just willing to comply," right? So they would go, "Okay." So what they would do is they would offer proposals to different companies and things like that, saying that. Hey, listen. Um, if you hire this guy, we're willing to pay half his wage. Damn, it's a big incentive. That's huge. They're half like, his why wage. would you not? You know, you get a worker, you get to train someone for a better future. At the same time, you're only paying half his wage. Do you know for how long? I'm not sure, to be honest. It surely can't be forever. It can't be forever, yeah. but still, like, they want to fix people, and I, I feel like that's a great step. Also, it's it's smart because it's a systematic approach. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure there are those assholes who are like, oh, you pull yourself up from your bootstraps. Yeah. And while some of that is true, this is somebody who is trying to escape from trauma. They need outside help. Yeah, they need more than just a little motivational quote to get them through something, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, in the past, I've said, sure, you, you know, I'm a believer that you can sit with yourself and iron out a lot of those traumas. But at the same time, there are ones that are just too deep for you to, to get in touch with. Yeah. You need some outside perspective. Perspective. Some to help you be more introspective. Perspec. Perspec. <laughs> Perspec or Percocet? What, what do you say? But, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going yeah, way too fast. I, I understand. I'm just checking something. Because there's something I wanted to talk about. Oh. You know what? And I'll, I'll save it for the very end. Video games. How about that? Okay. Now, oh, hold on. What can we also relate too. But there's a lot of uh, like things that are considered addictions that a lot of people don't consider addictions. Like in today's age, a very common addiction was something I mentioned earlier, gaming. That's an addiction. That's, more, a, that's an iffy one for me. Yes. Uh, state iffy. your argument. 
iffy. Yeah. Not just gaming. I'm talking about all sorts of things. We can just we can just let gaming slide. But no, stick to gaming though, because that's where we started. Yeah. Yeah. Anything could be an addiction. We, so we have for example, list. let's just say, um, let's go back to gaming. Why was gaming invented? Entertainment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something to do on your free time, like competitively or whatever. Something with goals. Cool. Now. It's been reversed in the sense where the only thing important in your day is gaming. There are a lot of those guys. Would you not consider that an addiction? But here's the thing, though. It depends what you're doing with it. (laughs) Go on. Let me hold up. Let me assume the position to state my case. Go ahead, sir. So you have to remember, right? Mm. It depends what you do with it. If you're just sitting at home playing World of Warcraft, you're not streaming, you're not, you know, trying to build an audience or a bigger fandom, mm-hmm. you know, in order for you to generate revenue. Yeah, maybe that is an addiction. If you've reached a point where you're like, you know what, I'm refusing to go outside because I'm staying on WoW, or I'm not going on that date because I've got better stuff to do on WoW, or mm-hmm. I'm not going to take care of myself because I got to go do this raid. Like, yeah, that that might be that's probably an addiction. Yeah. However, there's the other side of that where it's like, what if these people don't feel comfortable out in the real world? They're like, oh, I got all these virtual friends that like to do the same shit that I like to do. Mm-hmm. We like to go pwn noobs. Still an addiction. Take out, wouldn't take you out say? the Lich King. That's an old expansion, but what? It's still an addiction, wouldn't you say? But my point is, they're like, they don't want to go outside. So as long as I guess they're contributing healthily, like making money or doing something like that, and then all they do is wow in their free time, that's fine. Now, here's the other argument to that, the other side that I was trying to get to. Mm -hmm. It's more than just something you do to pass the time now. Mm -hmm. It's a community. Like, there's a lot of different games that have different communities that you can fit into and find friends within. And also, on top of that, if you're streaming, it's now a job. Yeah. That's something you No, I get that. You can generate it into a profitable business. But, uh, like, that's what I'm saying, is if you're sacrificing things that are supposed to be healthy for you, like going to the gym. You always think about going to the gym. It'd be nice to have that body, right? Mm-hmm. But am I going to go out and get it? Or am I going to just be like, I'm just going to settle on that thought and then just turn on my fucking Steam account? Or maybe that's not <laughs> that person's prerogative anymore. I know. But I'm, what I'm saying is that there was a study done where people were um, always um, talking about things, never really committing or, or, or following up with an action, mm-hmm. right? So New Year's resolutions. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Every year we see that online and everywhere, right? Where people are like, that's it. New year, new me. Every year. New year, same fucking you. Two we're weeks like, later, <laughs> two weeks later, you're under yeah. a fucking highway you know? underpass. The like, worst time at the gym <laughs> every year is January yeah. to early February. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. But you get me. That's kind of like I know what you mean. But this is this is why I put how do you tell if you're addicted to something? Well, that's the thing. Because a lot of people, it's, it's murky water. Remember my uh, definition? I, repetitive is a key word. Mm-hmm. The repetition of things. So let's just say um, I was working for four months straight. I'm drained. And I get, finally, I'm like, you know what? I've made enough money. I'm going to take one day off, maybe two days off. Just do the things that I used to do. Mm-hmm. So I hop on, get on Counter-Strike, play a match. And I'll be like, you know what? I'm down for another match. Cool. Eat a meal. Have a third match. So and then starts. you're like, all right, this is dope, right? I'm having fun. It's cool. Now I'm watching TV. Next day, I wake up, and I'm like, 
fuck, I got work at two. Now I can either do my usual morning routine or I can just be like, hmm, let me just a little, get a little bit excited before work and play two matches of Counter-Strike, right? <laughs> it's a little trickle. Third day, you call out of work and you're just like, you know what, I'm going to play fucking Counter-Strike. How many times does that happen, though, is the real question. I've noticed yeah, that, that's pa- that's I've noticed that pattern three times. I'm a self-aware person, so I don't let that necessarily happen. But it, it always creeps up and gets, gets us sometimes. You know, it's the tricky like part about fall addiction. Back. It's just, you know what I will say. Um, so I'm like, yeah, that's the start of an addiction. Like, you know, it's definitely like that mm. binge watching shows on Netflix. Yep. That's a big one. Yeah. I feel like once you get hooked into something and if it has multiple seasons, you're screwed. Yeah. Breaking Bad. That was done fun. for. But I was unemployed. Done <laughs> for. Especially <laughs> Game of Thrones. Good luck. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> How many seasons? Each episode's about an hour long. Yeah. Wasn't it like nine seasons or something? Something ridiculous. We won't see you till next Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) And what's crazy about that is that the companies want you to become addicted. That's why they have autoplay. Well, yeah, it's their job. That's why they have algorithms. Yeah. Of course. That's the whole part of it. I mean, that's their job. If you're not on their platform, they're not making money. So they want to do things to keep you hooked onto it. Yeah. But but like I mentioned earlier, so there's litmus tests to tell whether you're addicted to something or not. And this comes from the psychologist Gay Hendricks. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very simple. If you stop doing the behavior for one week and a craving for it arises, then you're addicted. If you stop doing it and you don't have a craving, you're not addicted. I feel like that's a very basic. Or maybe uh, maybe I'm just so strong way to look at it. But I well, feel like rudimentary, it's rudimentary. Rel- but I it's feel like also it's, it holds truth. Yeah, it holds truth. But I I gotta say, still knowing that not everyone is the same. I, f- I still feel like even though it's, it could be one case off, it, it's still case by case, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are things that I was addicted to where it was just it was still relatively easy to just get over. Like I'm like mm, I'm not really craving it. I can let it go. It's fine. Yeah. But for other people, it could be the same fucking addiction, and then they would they have a hard time. Yeah. So I feel like a huge part is how the, how our brain how our brain operates as individuals. Strong how does your points. chemistry? Yeah, how's your chemistry, chemistry interact? How's the wiring done up there? Exactly. But then at the same time, that goes into the that goes more into the conventional narrative, the brain disease model. But well, they, you need the brain disease model in order to have the other idea. That in goes my with opinion. that goes with anything. You do, you do. Look, uh, you need like, a bit of that. Okay, so there, what are some things that are very common between across all human beings? Anxiety, depression, stress. That kind of stuff. We all experience that stuff. Human right? emotion, yeah. Yeah. Emotion. So, y- that's why I think it's kind of dumb when people say like, oh, we all have anxiety, get over it. Some people actually have medically diagnosed with yeah. anxiety. Like, their brain operates differently. Like, one part of their brain shuts down, so one part of the brain is doing all the work, so it's just fucking stressed and, you know what I mean? We can't, we don't, we're still studying our brains till this day. We have no idea what, what really goes on. We still have mm-hmm. such a loose grasp yeah. on how it actually works. So, I mean, we have a, a general sense, but I mean. Mm-hmm. So you can't sit there and then start telling me like everyone has anxiety and we're all, we're all built the same. So no, we're not, dude. That's why we're individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, some people find this funny. Some people don't. You know, some people. There's a lot to get like into it's just, when it comes to that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's it's very you can't even get into it. We're not scientists, obviously. We we haven't studied the brain. <laughs> we don't even need to be. A, <laughs> but I mean, but here's yeah. the thing: even if you did study the brain or what was given to us, right? There's only so much. Like you said, it was like a loose grasp, basically. Mm-hmm. 
But you mentioned different types of addictions. Like anything can become addictive, right? Yeah, pretty much. So I like the distinction. You have obvious addictions Mm -hmm. and you have subtle addictions. Yeah. Now the obvious ones are drugs, TV, internet, food. Nicotine. Shopping. Coffee. Coffee is a huge one. Alcohol. These are the addictions that everyone knows about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now the subtle addictions are more interesting. The ones we don't know. Oh, like the entertainment ones? No, no. The entertainment what? ones are the obvious. Yeah, that's ones. that's a the no brainer one. Go through what? go through what this list. Negative self talk. Here's the here's the subtle addictions. <laughs> also, the greatest addictions aren't even considered addictions. <sighs> mm. Zaid says. But you can go pick ahead, anything. Read, read a couple of these off. Okay. Arguing. Multitasking. The past and old feuds. Negative self talk. Anxiety and fear. Collecting slash hoarding. Anger, hatred, racism. Preaching to others, ideology and pet ideas, arrogance and cockiness, approval, being loved, thinking, helping and changing people, socializing, complaining and victim mentality. Now, physical comfort, boy. Now, what do you guys think about this list? Well, it's a huge list. There's there's nuance. There's nuance to the list. The thing that comes to mind for me is when he was reading some of these off, these are what people would list as traits. Yeah. Like what? Or like characteristics that they would Ar- have. I'm an yeah. argumentative kind of person. Like, I, like, I like to argue. He's confrontational. He yeah. likes to argue. He likes to butt heads because he gets deep down an enjoyment from that. Well, they say they're traits, but that's that's the tricky part about addiction is that people who are addicted take that addiction on as a personality trait. That's a part of their persona. That's well, what I'm saying. That's where self-awareness yeah. comes in. Mm-hmm. If you're a self-aware person that is uh, off to becoming better, obviously, you know, you're going to positively become self-aware. Not negatively. Because you could be negatively self-aware. You'd be like, yeah, I do argue a lot, but fuck those guys. <laughs> I'm going to argue more. <laughs> you know what I mean? They need more but, smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, then, it's just funny. I think, I think I need to mention this one just because I found it funny when I wrote it. Yeah. Material possessions and luxury. Yeah. The Dan Bilzerian syndrome. Yeah, bro. Isn't he like <laughs> clinically depressed now or something? No, he's not depressed. Oh, no, he's in debt. That's what it was. It's just there's a lot of the different stuff kind of D. Yeah, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Good one. But even something like being loved. Yeah. Now most people would say, you know, love is a great thing, right? If it becomes if you're attached to it, then it has the potential to become an addiction. So that's the tricky thing. Even good things at face value. So an can kind of toxic. kind of an example. Like let's just say um I dated someone for six years, and then we broke up. She got over it, but I didn't. Now, is that an addiction? Like, I'm still, like, I need someone by my side. There's no way I can live. Would you consider attachment and addiction the same thing? I could see it. A lot of the same elements. I could see it because a lot of, um, sometimes attachment can lead to a lot of weird side effects, as I like to call it. Or like yeah. the negative aspects of a breakup that happened. Do you like, see how it's confusing when it's traits mixed with... Um, no, I would consider it an, an because, addiction. Because by you being, you know, becoming detached from this person in a relationship, you're still latched on to the idea of what it was like in the mm-hmm. good days, right? That can cause you to become obsessive. That could be the uh, being loved that Zaid was talking about yeah. earlier. That could lead to a whole bunch of other things, outbursts in your uh, normal reactions. It's kind of like withdrawal. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, I'm withdrawal from your love, baby. It has an element of addiction to socialization as well. You don't want to be alone. Exactly, yeah. That's crazy. That's so many other things. 
That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like not not wanting to be alone is an addiction, kind of because it just relates to something that you missed out on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it and it goes back to attachment. So you're just like, bro. Saeed's out here connecting this all the insane. dots. Insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm watching Saeed go like. Oh, oh shit. holy oh, shit. God, dude. <laughs> Lap eight of Mario Kart. What the fuck? Yeah, it's man. to the point like socializing, <laughs> the addiction is socializing. It's at the point where people would would rather hang out with complete morons and, you know, abusive individuals than be alone. Yeah. That's how insane it is. It's how ass backwards it, it is. It makes you want to be more self-aware. <laughs> Does it not? Heated. Some of these are so low-key that I'm just like, dude, maybe I'm not self-aware enough. Like, I need to be more Oh, aware. dude, there's always another level. I need to be you so woke. One that actually stands out to me a lot so on this woke. list <laughs> is ideology. Yes. Ideology mm. is such an addiction for people that nowadays we start to become incredibly violent over it. Not that yeah. we weren't in the past. Th- that's why. But it's like dude. just on base level shit now. Extremism, bro. Yeah. It starts with an ideology. Oh, you're, you're against abortion? Okay, I want to kill you. What? 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 So you're with murder? What like, fucking world does that make like, sense? I've heard people argue passionately over which way they yeah. wipe their butt. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like people, go go to, hand, yeah bro. people go to war over stuff like that, oh or at God. least in an argumentative sense, but it's... It's just chimpanzee shit. Yeah, yeah but so that's a negative attribute. Like, it's like that like, one oh, video? that's how you do it? Cool. That's how, this is how I do it. <laughs> that's what w- you believe? Oh, cool. This is what I believe. There was this kid that was screaming on a... like It was like a, in a Twitter video or something, but he was just like... It was the witch's sister. That and they were talking about like some like animated movie. And this guy is like literally so pissed that they got the plot wrong that he's explaining it so hard it turns into an argument. He's spitting at them, neck veins popping up. And I'm like, dude, you got some underlying issues going. You on. really do. Up. Like, it was a, granted it was a funny video, but still, like, I hope the kid. I hope the kid didn't have like some yeah mental disorder or something like or uh. He did have no. a mental disorder. Did it's he? called ideology. Oh. <laughs> he had an, uh, an an arguing addiction, that's for sure. Even things like physical mm. appearance, plastic surgery. Yeah. We all know those crazy Oh yeah, people. it's an addiction. It starts with one and then you all of a sudden you're like, "Oh my god, that was oh, that like, was easy. All I had to do was pay 20." Oh, you know what that reminds me of the um the human Barbie. <laughs> yeah. The human oh Barbie? Yeah, have you heard about this? That's this gross. is definitely a prime example of it's addiction. So gross. The worst shit I've seen is like that satanic crap where they just like tattoo everything black. No, no, the fucking... worst shit is the diaper asses. That this women chick are. right here. Uh, yeah. Bro, that is gross. She had a whole bunch of. Oh, this is, this is actually like a better. She looks like an picture. anime character. There you go. The before and after right there. So right now we're looking at a picture. On the right, it's just like a semi, or not even. She, fairly attractive woman and then on the left we have um <laughs> something she's it looks something. like she, it looks like she got her ribs taken out yeah because i don't believe anybody has that tiny of a torso especially for her size i mean wh- does it look like she got bicep injections kind of definitely got fake tits oh yeah, yeah. well that's yeah, well, <laughs> captain obvious it, yeah it's the hey, you gotta mention it for the listeners it's the human right? barbie and she just did a whole bunch of surgeries on herself which yeah i mean if she wanted to do it good for her but at the end of the day it, i guess that is a form of addiction is self-image no, not good for her she's she's well she did what she wanted to do i bet she's crippled by well anxiety. here's the thing she probably bet you her body is absolutely thrashed and i mean that in the sense of like all the dangers that come along with fake butts and fake boobs. She like was with probably the never loved. Down the line. Her face is it's almost alien. Yeah. Especially with those uh, blue contact lenses yeah, on. Yeah, she was not loved as a child. 
and did really hey, shitty in you school. You don't know that. Well, we can make an assumption. She did really right? shitty in school. You too, know what? You right? know what an assumption is, right? It's making an ass, ass out, out of, of you, you and, and me. <laughs> no, this is the stuff that weirds me out. Or like, oh my god, fake abs and fake pecs and stuff like that. That's is that real? Yeah. Th- that those are all. Um, those are all uh, plastic surgery. <laughs> it's bikini underwear. All. Hey, all silicone like inserts. All right, please close. Inserted this. into the Bro, abdomen. I cannot look at this any longer. That is the most disgusting crap I've ever seen in my life. Imagine that guy cutting your hair. Go down a bit, please. What <laughs> I said? Imagine that guy cutting your hair. I bet you there's. Oh, I bet oh, you go, more. Go dudes, up. Go up. Go up. I bet you more dudes have like plastic surgery body parts than you would think. Oh yeah, probably more than you would think. Which is like here's. Walked it out. Here's yeah. another one for you, personal development dorks. And uh, mm. funny coming personal, from me, right? Personal. When Zade's the ultimate personal yeah. development dork. Hoarding knowledge. The PVDs. Hoarding knowledge. <laughs> now I've been through this. PDDs. I've been through this where I just read books for the sake of reading books because I think it makes me smart. Mental masturbation, trying to impress people with what I know. It's a shitty lifestyle. You know what? I've fallen victim to this quite a bit and i feel like i do this a lot on the podcast where i'm just like yeah the human almanac it's hard know? not to as an and, I, and i'm definitely not you know i should not be speaking on half the shit that i talk no about. but but we do speak on things that we like and we know about so there you go makes sense guess, to be a yeah. human almanac and the things you know every so. every intellectual at some point will fall into that trap yeah 100 well that's the thing balance I was waiting so long to make that joke, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> That's my joke. I was literally That's waiting since That's he started this entire category to say balance. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Listen, Zade. So the whole point, I, I let you choose this topic this week because... I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because this is an intervention. No. <laughs> no, no. By the way, listeners. You're a knowledge he, hoarder. He was too busy to pick his topic, so I picked it. You're clearly him. addicted to hoarding knowledge, Zay, bad, and bro. we need to address this I in was, front of everybody. I was busy getting successful, dude. So. Did you see me at 3 in the morning? Wikipedia. Knowledge. Oh, my God. Tony Poppins. He doesn't even have an alarm clock. He just has thoughts that wake him up at 6 a.m. <laughs> this was a very no. cute touch at the we end, are. adding this, little, this nice little quote by nobody. No, these are uh, oh. by Gabor Mate. Oh, they're by... Okay, they are by somebody. All right. Yeah. Okay. I could have just put my own name on it. Would you like to read these quotes and then I would like to uh, close on something? Yeah. I read them. Every form of addiction is bad, no matter whether the narcotic be alcohol or morphine or idealism. By Carl. By Carl. Carl Jung. Carl. All men's miseries derive from not being able to sit in a quiet room alone. Dun, 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 that's by, just so basic Where would you get these quotes that is not basic ass- that is a deep ass quote all men's miseries derive from not being able to sit in a quiet room okay alone. i'll give you this that's challenge. like the that's like the summary of every book that we're reading i'll give you a fucking <laughs> challenge sit alone <laughs> sit alone in a dark room for 90 minutes i have without your phone without anything i have in meditation i have and that's why i am the man i am today I kind of believe him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight up. It's, I know you have too. Though. It's tough. It is tough, and a lot of. No, I'm telling you, a lot of people can't do it. Yeah, hundred. Most people can't. Yeah. What are you searching? Isobaric chamber. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, I know what he's look. I, I know what he's trying to find. Oh, so anechoic <laughs> there chamber. There we go. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was looking for. I feel like we should do a video. The chamber inside. of insanity. We should do a video yeah. on anechoic chambers. Hey guys, um, if you hear this, 
Let us know if we should do that. Which, by the way, for anybody that's at home wondering what the hell an anechoic chamber is, it's basically a room where sound escapes into the wall due to these crazy wedge mm -hmm. uh, foam shapes. Look at look at that. Yeah, kinda. this. Imagine an entire room, but filled with these, and the spikes of these come out to be like, a f like two to two and a half feet, and they're like yeah. giant wedges. And what it's designed to do is capture sound and trap it in there. So absorbing sound like a yes, sponge. It's deafeningly quiet. Yeah. And I say we do a video where we all go into the chamber 30 minutes, no lights on, no nothing. Yeah. And by all, we mean you too. And we see how long we can last for 30 minutes. I'm afraid I might break the room, bro. Break Satori, the room. Satori level of achievements. Oh my God, bro. Super Saiyan 12. I might break <gasps> the room. They're just Zayn just... God, dude, this feels better than 50 kombucha animals. Where's the... Oh, kombucha. <laughs> I have never done a kombucha anima in my life. Not on camera, you haven't. This is a running joke that is not based on reality. I know, I know. It's just an inside joke. Zayd has inside. had kombucha like three times in front kombucha of me. Kombucha inside Zayd. Yeah. It's <laughs> a kind of joke it is. Where's, where's the nearest one of these anaconda chambers? Anaconda chambers. Um, I actually don't know. That's a good question, but... We should definitely see if we could reach out, try to do like, make it semi-informational. There's one in Irvine, I believe. You think we could do a podcast? You know there? about a local anechoic chamber. Yes. Can and we do uh, a podcast? The only reason why there? I know that is because of a YouTuber. There's a YouTuber that has done one. He's uh, Orange County I say based. we go to one and we interview like the people that work there and then try to get some insight, you know, put yeah. it out on the pod. I just want to do an episode in there. Is that possible? Maybe. I don't see why not. But yeah, you can. You can, you can film in there because technically you're renting the space for like an, for 90 minutes or something. That would be one hell of an episode with sound for sure. No, this one's like the OG of them all. This is the best one. Wow. Even the floor. The floor's cut and there's like a, um, a metal gradient oh mesh God. thing for you to walk across. And the floor recesses downwards like... That looks Probably like the scene. Probably five to eight feet. And that, then there's like those spikes coming out of the bottom too. That looks like the scene from Interstellar. Yeah. Right? Can you save those images? Yeah, of course. I'll save them. What did you uh, want to finish on? I wanted to end on something because we were talking about addiction. But the one thing we didn't bring up, however, or at least go into more depth on, is treatment. Yes. It's a big part of addiction mm -hmm. is how do we stop it? Yeah. And one of the best examples for this is looking back into American history. Ah, oh, history. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the 1890s. There was a large heroin epidemic <laughs> that wreaked havoc across the states. Mm -hmm. Large amounts of heroin were being sold on the market legally just as a common little drug. Oh, mm -hmm. you got a cold? Have some heroin. <laughs> Here oh, you, you go. A, I'm not joking. You got yeah. a headache? Oh, Mix just a couple drops of this in with some tea. You won't even remember. Like yes. your headache, what headache? You won't yeah. even know what headache means afterwards. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Jeez. surprisingly enough, people got really addicted to heroin in the United States. Shocker. Shockingly, right? What? And the United States, um, they're like, hey, maybe heroin isn't good for people or as good as we thought. So then they broke it down and you were no longer allowed to buy it OTC over the counter. Mm hmm you now had to have a prescription for it. And how do you think the heroin-addicted populace of the United States reacted to that? Hell no. Ape shit crazy. Yeah, yeah they were not stoked about it. <laughs> yeah. 
they're very upset. A lot of people started just becoming addicted to it outright, trying to get it through illegal means. And they had a very large heroin problem. Mm -hmm. They didn't really know how to deal with it. However, in the early 1900s, take a guess what they did. Early 1900s. Early 1900s to, they, deal, to help deal with this problem. They made their own. Just kidding. I don't well, they were already doing that. To get yeah. them off of heroin. Yes. Oh, to get them off of heroin? Mm-hmm. Did they, they were, create injection sites where they gave them certain doses of heroin? Yes. In a controlled manner? Nice. Yes. Nice. And New York City. Good guess, dude. Good fuck. I was aware of injection sites, so it just and makes sense. They yeah. opened a heroin clinic, actually, mm. where you could go in, and if you were addicted to heroin, you would speak to a doctor briefly beforehand. They would send you into a room where they had another doctor present you an ample amount of heroin. <laughs> you injected it had a therapy session, mm -hmm. and then what you do is you'd sit out and wait the effects out, and then you could leave. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? Yeah. But it works. But it, but but it does work, yeah. heroin usage rates <clears throat> dropped drastically after the opening of the building, and then it was shut down once more scrutiny to the drug had arisen Man. nationwide. So it's essentially micro doses. Mm-hmm. You're, you're okay. slowly weaning them off. So you're reeling them in like rats. And on top of that, you're giving <laughs> them a therapy session asking, why are you here? Like, why? Yeah. What brought you in today? Like, what's causing you to want to Did do this? Did your father beat you? I'm itching, man. Yeah, and it turned yeah. out the majority of Americans, uh, I mean, they took advantage of it, but in the way it was designed to be. Mm -hmm. and, and we know the, also, on the other hand, we know the impact of prohibition. It Which does not work. does not work. <laughs> yeah. Which leads back... To something we talked about in the beginning of the episode. And that's our healthcare system. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to get political about it. I'm not going to talk about how it works, where the flaws Fucking are, per se, or what our leaders but should do. No. It's an important question to be asked. Yeah. And why is it that healthcare isn't oriented on preventative care? Because I don't know. Rather on reactionary. Well, the, are, you're talking about the states. Yes. Okay. On a federal we can, level. Yeah, because there are countries that follow a similar guideline to the United States, like Canada, for example, our neighbors. Now, they got socialized. It's pretty different from how we do things mm. here. Yeah, essentially. But at the same time, the day-to-day -day life is pretty much the same. Yes. Except they got way better health care and a better education system. Number one. Cool. Now, what can we do? Which was your question? Well, that's no. That's why drugs. I said yeah. that, that was my question: is why is the healthcare system so focused on reactionary care rather than preventative? Well, number one, human beings are not, at least collectively, we're not that great of thinking long term. Number two, companies stand to earn more money if shit stays the same. Why healthcare when we have iPhones, bro? <laughs> Dude, Apple's releasing their new shit. Like, why vitality when you can have technology, yeah, bro? bro? Stupid. But yeah, I would imagine yeah. those two things are, play a big part. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, right? If you were to switch the healthcare system, and I'm just speaking broadly as a person who hasn't done much research into the subject, and I'm just making a rash or a generalized discussion. You're just curious. Or generalized yeah, assumption, yeah. rather, mm -hmm. gotcha. which we shouldn't do as we discussed earlier. But yeah. what discussion but, it's called a discussion. But you said um, drug companies would stand to make more money now. Yeah, that's true by a wide margin. That's not even up for debate. Mm -hmm. However, if you push the incentive towards the opposite direction, they would start focusing rather, some, not on the drugs, but rather on things that aid with the preventative care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So that's like, you know, whether that be, I know this is going to sound stupid and I'm going to list off a bunch of holistic shit, but I mean, it's proven to benefit you, right? De-stressful environments or rather environments to de-stress you or essentially like therapy centers. Yeah. You had a rough ass week. Why don't you go in just like Friday, Saturday, take care of you. Yeah. Get some massages in, talk it out with somebody. Who thinks that's not a good idea? It's like a gym membership. But the thing, but the emphasis is on like, oh, you know what? Your back hurts. Here's a drug. Oh, yeah. you got a new side effect from that? Well, here's okay. a new drug yeah. to counteract that side effect you got from that first drug. So, and then you got a new side effect from the new drug that you're taking to yeah. counteract the old one. So here's your third medication. Yeah, it's and a, then the list just keeps it's going. It's a corporate racetrack. No matter what, if yeah. you're in medicine or not, it's, it's all about money. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like it's I took really this medication up. to get rid of my back pain, which increased my high blood pressure. So I took medication to do that, but now I'm depressed, so now I'm on antidepressants. Yeah. So well, it's, it's just a terrifying ladder. You, do you know what's popular right now? Like a popping drugs, no, no. Besides drugs, <laughs> but like pills? a, a personalized, you mentioned? Uh, like the <laughs> whole subscription-based shit, like online. <laughs> For example, like you can get retainers now online to fix your teeth, right? Which, by the way, I know some people that have done that, and it's worked phenomenally well. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on my third month right now, which is cool. I I give them a try. Mm -hmm. They're like, if you're not happy, we'll give you your money back. I'm like, cool. Fair enough. So, um, they what's cool about it is that it's my first time experience where. You're not physically going to a doctor, but at the same time, you feel like that plan is so personalized for you that you are the center of attention when it comes to speaking about retainers or whatever. Like, they'd be like, do you have any questions? And they'd, they'd literally, like, walk you through your own plan. So that whole, like, personal connection really does matter. Mm -hmm. You know? It's yeah. like, I'm here to help you kind of stuff. And then you're like, okay, I'm in good hands. Right? All state. No. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, if I you remember correctly, you get the point. But like now, like you said, oh my back hurts. Here's some fucking meds. I think the so average can... doctor visit is only like ten minutes. Yeah. So, but here's another ten thing. minutes. And then you have to pay a copay yeah. of like forty to eighty. Yeah, the they want you to get the hell out of there. And the weird thing is, is they only take like five appointments a day. So what the hell are you doing for, with the rest of your day, you fucking doctor? They're actually like, doing uh, a lot of paperwork. I yeah. Think. Paperwork is, is okay. a big part of the But either, the even part, then, like, one of the biggest for example, yeah, let's just say I was concerned if I had cancer or whatnot. I just had symptoms, and I'm like, all right, I'm freaking out. I need to go. You call up your doctor, and he's like, yeah, uh, nearest appointment is in four months. Unless you have big like, baller money where you can hire a personal yeah, doctor, but you how know many what I mean? people can do but that? But you see how much, like, there's so much wrong with the system. It's kind of like... Where the fuck do you even start? You, like, you just have to reevaluate the entire system as a whole, but that's putting so many players in a dangerous position that it's just, it's never going to happen. But yeah. honestly, I'm, I'm hopeful because we're, we're making strides in the right direction. We're like criminalizing like, certain drugs. Yeah. And you got to remember that all the old timers are slowly going to vanish until the new age comes out, you know, in medicine and all that stuff. Yeah. So we don't know how it's going to play out, but we can only be hopeful. I'm confident. <laughs> Well, I think people should just be more focused on their health now rather yeah. than their health later. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. people should just listen more to the 2 Well, podcast. that's the thing. That's a, you know what? I, that's I think that's the best thing that's for true. your health. Yeah, right yeah. there. Get some truth in your ears every now and yeah. twice a week. You got to do the things that are healthy for you. And it starts literally, literally by reading. If you read yeah. a little bit, trickle your mind into like some things for a good five minutes a day. Dude, you'll find yourself knowledgeable in many things at least the basics you'll become a guru you'll, don't no. you want to become a guru no, i don't want to become a guru well, 
You know what? <laughs> I just want to have decent conversations. You're already a guru. The, you have a podcast. Yeah, as yeah, the ancient true. scholars Bam, say, son. it's all about one thing. Yes. Balance. balance. Iaga. I'm just kidding. Somebody and there's no better way to balance yourself than watching the 2 a.m. podcast. Thank you yes. very much for tuning in. Episode number 63. Y'all know where to find us. 60 Trace. Okay. 60 Trace. We are at officially 2 a.m. on YouTube. We upload our videos the day after the recording. So uh, check us out there. Please subscribe and like. We are now also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox. Google Podcasts, and many more. So hey, yeah. leave a comment. Get the discussion rolling down in the yes. post below. We want to hear your opinions on the stupid stuff that we exactly. say every episode. So please, <laughs> yeah. light Stupidly it up. Magnificent. Let us know if we're doing it right or if we're doing it wrong. Cool. And thank you very much for taking part, if you do. Yes. So that being said, thank you very much, and we will see you next time, everybody. Can I get an om on three? All One, right. two, three. three. Um...